Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was only made possible by the Arts, Cultural, and Heritage Fund in Windsor, Ontario, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric Branchett, and I'm thrilled to present to you another episode of Undergrad, a Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, a Monster Hearts Tale, our heroes were tested in their first magical midterms by the chairman of the society. Egan used her new shape-shifting abilities to pass her sneaking test, and while contemplating studies in her past, she was briefly brought back to a time eons ago when she studied in the night skies with her father. Zack used his ever-growing powers of influence to ace his challenge with his silver tongue. In his flashback, we learned that himself and Coffee Josh have teamed up on a business assignment for their Business 101 class. Zack will be selling his t-shirts at Coffee Josh's that proudly display his band, The Hive. Unfortunately, Josh is unaware that Zack is peddling drugs in the t-shirts, so more to come with that. Evelyn used her magical prowess to fight an automaton bull and passed her test with flying colors. Her success in the midterms only made her think more about the final speech exam presentation that her and arch-nemesis Maddie McFinn fan had been paired up for. They decided to base their speech on fitness guru, the one, the only, Richard Simmons. Iris used her honed powers of flight to navigate through a maze of danger and riddles. In a happy post-midterm mood, Iris recalled a delightful date that her and Kane had at Coffee Josh's. Though she was oblivious to the tension between Kane and Josh, Iris managed to have a great time learning the mysteries of brewing tea. Kane managed to scrape together a pass after narrowly escaping a saw-filled death trap. He used his demon-granted powers to overcome the odds, but realized just how dangerous the powers he's playing with really are. His fear of the unknown brought him back to a flashback, where his recently depressed film 101 prof, Mo Picton, who he had slipped a demonic talisman on some time ago, returned to class in an exorbitant mood, proclaiming his film, The Revenge of the Creature's Bride, was greenlit by producers and would be filming on campus. He asked Kane to be the assistant director of the project. Now in very deep over his head, Kane reluctantly agreed. After all the midterms were wrapped up, the chairman told the group that they should relax and celebrate their hard work, and informed them that the box squad and music school were putting on a spooky, scary serenade Halloween party, the headline being Johann von Boss premiering his new fiddle-playing abilities. The winner of the costume challenge at the party will be granted spots in a sleep therapy class, where students are literally paid to sleep. Okay, so now that that's all wrapped up, let's get back to Oakhurst for the continuation of our truly terrifying Halloween adventure. Welcome back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Chapter 15. This is Halloween. Our camera opens on a large, cavernous room. Uh, it feels cold, and that's not only because there are some cracks within the wall that the cool autumn air is coming through, but the room itself feels aged and worn. The bronze inlay on the archways, uh, these kind of wooden arch beams that support the room, seem to be 
As old and fragile as they are beautiful, perhaps at the, the moment of crumbling covered in mites on the inside, the walls and the floors seem crooked in some places, and there's almost a hypnotic sort of water drip coming from uh, in the corner into a small tin. Despite the dilapidated state of the foundations of the room, its furnishings are quite lovely. It's indeed somebody's home. Law books sit stacked on top of an ancient dark obsidian table, each leg carved into great hissing serpents. Old photographs which have been there for so long that the paint of the wood has faded around them, and a large coat of arms over a small fireplace with two coiling serpents devouring a sunflower. We see a young woman enter her room. And this is where we're introduced to our second NPC, Sarah. Sarah, what do we see and what is your character's name as she enters her room? Her name is Silda Addersworn. And when you walk in the room, the first thing that you really can't help but notice is her eyes. They are a lemon-lime kind of green tone. Her hair is a bit of a tawny blonde color. At the moment, she's in her robe, quite disheveled pacing around. So, Silda, as you pace around, you've gotten some unfortunate news and your your mother was going to call and confirm your suspicions. And sure enough, your phone goes off. And actually, as you enter your room, your phone has already been ringing. So that by the time you get all your bags settled and stuff like that, the phone actually goes to your voice message. And you can hear the voice of your mother saying to you, Zelda, honey, you really need to pick up the phone right now. Your grandpa's been wanting to speak with you for hours. He's so thrilled that your cousin finally got married. She's engaged, Zelda. You know what that means? The last cottage home that we have. He's giving it to her. And I'm so sorry, but maybe you can visit sometime. But we do expect you to call your cousin and congratulate her on her engagement. She just kind of slams the button. Yes, mother, I understand all of that. Now, Zelda, you must not get upset. This fiancé that your cousin is bringing in is quite wealthy. He could perhaps save most of the family's properties. This is, this is excellent, Zelda. This is something that you need to stop being so selfish. But, mother, you know that was promised to me. You know the women of our family are strong. You know it will go to me. I'll find a way. If you put half the time into your work as your little conspiracies, you would be married already and out of that disgusting old school. You know why we go to that school in the first place? I mean, really, I really have not been given any nice suitors. They're all rich and snobby, and I understand wealth, but someone has to have some kind of depth to them. Silda, you're being unrealistic. I married your father, and he was a complete buffoon. <laughs> and where did that lead us? I, I do not appreciate that kind of attitude coming from you, Miss C. So, I will ask you one last time. Call your cousin, call your grandfather, and you will say how excited you are for this match to happen. Do I make myself perfectly clear. Yes, mother. At that moment, 
a pamphlet slips under your door as you can hear someone walking across the hallway slipping pamphlets under um, other people's doors and she says and your mother says I don't care what you have to do find someone that's wealthy bring them back to the family and do what we do best all right I'll find both love and money watch me your grandfather is not getting any younger and I expect you to be married by the time he dies. He's already shed his skin one too many times. He cannot do it anymore. The slip is under your door. You see that there is a orange loose leaf piece of paper that has been kind of shoved under your door and it's kind of slid across your creaky floor towards you. She's going to get up and reluctantly open the stupid paper. You open the stupid paper, and what you see is uh, some, like, you know, very stereotypical Halloween font. And it says, the School of Music presents the Box Squad's Spooky Scary Serenade. (laughs) I hate that I love that name. (laughs) And it says, this evening... It shows a picture of the box squad and they're, you know, like they're, they're on like a beach with their like shirts all the way open with their hairless chest, just like catching the wind. Um, they're, they're f- flowing blonde hair and they're later hosing, you know, just like parking up. And you see in the front, of course, is Johann von Boss. Even you know who Johann von Boss is, the, the greatest musician on campus, some say. Although, people have been saying that he got his ass kicked recently in a battle of the bands at a party, though he's not talking about it. And you see that it says, for the first time ever, Johann von Boss will be revealing his new virtuoso talent, fiddling. And you see him holding what looks like a very old, very expensive fiddle. It's inlaid with gold, dark, dark, dark wood that almost seems uh, like a almost blood red in in the in the in the light. And he's holding it, kind of about to strike this chord in the picture. And that's what it says there. And as that's happening, you um, as you're kind of reading it, you see out the window, and you can see the campus is getting Halloweenified. You see there's streamers going up and, and jack-o'-lanterns being placed all around. And there's some people uh, already pranking people, dressing up, giving people scares, jump scares out of hedges, dressed up as skeletons and all that shit. And as you're kind of looking out from your little personal penthouse there, um, you see that there is a group of freshmen sitting on a stone bench just outside your window. They're smoking some weed and jamming some tunes. A young woman with dark hair matching her shadowy eyeliner and lipstick is tapping out a drum solo on the bench. What do you do? Silda is going to put herself together just a little bit and for the first time mess up her hair just a bit. And she's going to try and walk over and listen to the beautiful music. Yeah, absolutely. So you, when you go inside and you see a better look, you see that there are three of them. You see that uh, there is this young woman and she's kind of drumming uh, what seems like a very impressive rhythm on this. It's not even a drum set. It's just it's just the, the cement bench. And you see that next to her is someone who's got like three joints in his mouth. And he's like, wow, Alexis, you're really getting good at that. <laughs> and she, she kind of like sh- shrugs her shoulders. And you see that next to them is someone who is like knees deep 
in about 14 origamis and they're kind of pouring out from his body and they're in like different um, shapes of like you see one that looks like Dracula one that looks like a bat one that looks like Frankenstein and he's kind of making his, his own monster mash characters out of origamis and the closer you get the more you can swear that her eyes are just occasionally poking up from the bench and looking at you and then darting away and the closer you get you actually see that indeed she actually just stops drumming and just brings up her head and stares at you and you're probably about 15 feet away but there's no doubt she's looking right at you and her shadowy eyes she sends a single wink in your direction hey there smoldering eyes <laughs> she smiles and she goes to stand up and then you hear ah uh, excuse me alexis yoohoo <laughs> and you see running along like he looks like a boy but I mean he's got to be a student here because he's got a backpack and everything uh, he's got later hosen and uh, he's wearing some sort of green overalls and this this bleach blonde hair and he runs up to um, Alexis cutting off your line of sight and he begins talking to her and you can't hear what they're saying but she sits back down and is talking to him and all of a sudden you hear um, another from across the way you hear uh, one of their fourth members shout out as a strapping young lad with a guitar runs up towards the group and alexis looks at you one last time and winks at you again silda and begins her conversation with her friends what do you do she'll approach closer yeah, so you approach closer and you can hear the words party, costume, big prize, date. Date. <laughs> and <laughs> you see that the little German boy hands Alexis the orange, the same orange invitation that was slid under your door. And he kind of jumps back and uh, just kind of j jots away. And you see Alexis folding up the paper and she folds it into a paper airplane. And just before her friend with the guitar shows up, she throws the paper airplane in your direction, Silda, and turns around and faces her group. Silda is going to fold that paper up, put it in her bra, and make her way to the costume store. And as you make your way to the costume store, the camera pans up across the campus, and indeed we can see that even the clock tower is lined with these orange lights that seem to kind of radiate across the campus as the fall has taken over, as Halloween is well underway on the campus of Oakhurst College. And our camera fades. And welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast brought to you by Tall Tale Theater Collective. <laughs> this is, of course, Monster Hearts Undergrad, a very spooky Halloween special. <laughs> oh, my God. It's finally spooky season. <laughs> yes. Happy spooky season to every to all you Halloween lovers out there. Uh, this is our little tip of the hat to all of you. And we figured, you know, it's Monster Hearts. So to not do a Halloween thing is a crime. <laughs> so... Yeah. So here we are, and I'm sure that you guessed by our intro that we have a new NPC joining us. So we, this is our second out of our three NPCs who will be joining us throughout our campaign. And uh, this is Sarah. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so why don't you tell the audience what skin you picked and maybe just a little bit about your character before we go on. I will be playing the role of Zelda Addersworn. And she is playing the serpentine skin. 
So the cool thing about the Serpentine skin is is it's very much about like lineage and, and kind of old connections and family ties. So we're playing with cool stuff like that. So in my backstory, I have been watching someone and trying to learn what it means to be human. And I gained two strings on them for that. I have chosen Alexis. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. So we're going to pepper in some family drama into this Halloween <laughs> special. So without further ado, let's begin the Halloween festivities. <laughs> Let's pick up with Dr. Egan. So, Dr. Egan, um, you know that uh, prior, th this morning before your midterms, the music school actually sent out a telegram to uh, all of the different teachers, inviting them to come if they would like to the Halloween party to partially help supervise and also, you know, to, to also unwind and celebrate the end of your midterms as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, where, we where did we leave off? Am I still at the society? or You left the society. Okay. So um, I'm heading home because okay. uh, I have an idea for my, my costume and well, it's kind of one that I've used pretty much every year, but <laughs> I get in the car and um, as I'm driving home, I uh, reach over in the console and I dial Jeremy's number. All right. So the phone rings, uh, not, not very long, maybe like two rings and you hear Elizabeth Egan. Oh, hello, Dr. Renner. How can I help you, madam? Well, I was wondering, um, did you happen to get an invite to the party tonight? I, you know what, looking through my mail now, and I just did, yes. You did. I was wondering if you would like to, uh, come with me. You want to go to the party with me? Sure, why not? Yeah, well, I, I don't really have anything to dress up as. <laughs> Do you have, uh, I don't know, something you could use as, like, wings? Maybe, like, a bat costume? Oh, yeah, I, I could be a man bat. That's cool. They, or... <laughs> reverse it? A Batman. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you want me to be Batman? Why not? <laughs> mm, yeah, I could be Batman. I just saw the Michael <laughs> Keaton film, so I'm pretty, pretty all over that. Hmm. Yeah, that Jack, right. that Jack Nicholson's a great Joker. That's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm, okay, yeah, I'll be Batman. I'm Batman. How's that? I'm Batman. <laughs> oh. Ooh, say it again. I'm Batman. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh. well, why don't I meet you in front of the music building, and uh, you'll you'll have to spot me, because I'll be hiding in the trees, because oh. I'm Batman. <laughs> of course, yes. I'll have to look for you with my supervision. All right, I'll see you then. Wonderful. See you later. All right. So she hangs up and she drives home and uh, she pulls up, goes to the uh, fridge and she gets herself a nice little uh, blood box <laughs> to fill up. <laughs> um, and then after she's done that, she goes upstairs to prepare herself for the party. And she takes out this, this bag and she opens it up and it is an Elvira dress. So it's Ooh. like, you know, the Mistress nice. of the Dark. So it's kind of like Hell yeah. really low cut and, and kind of slinky dress. And she lays it out on her bed. And she stands by the sink. 
and um, she reaches over, she turns on the light and she turns it up full blast. So like there are just, you know, about 20 globe lights and it just lights up the whole bathroom. Um, very unusual. And she start, she kind of takes a look at herself in the mirror because mirrors do reflect vampires. This is just, you know, not, this is just a, a rumor that they don't reflect in, in, in mirrors. Um, what she's doing is she's actually looking at her teeth and, and you notice that her, um, her canines are a little bit longer than usual. You know, they, they kind of look a little bit more extended. And she reaches into the, she opens up the, the top drawer on the right hand side and she takes out a metal file. And she begins to, sort of out of habit, start with her little routine that she usually does at night. And what she does is she kind of starts to file down the front of her top and bottom teeth, almost to not, not like a point, but like she's sharpening them. And then she takes a look and she's sort of um, watching as she's doing this around her canine teeth. And she sh this time she's sharpening to a point. Normally what she does is she um, files them down every day because if she doesn't, if they fall out or if, if you know, if they, she kind of leaves them to grow, they will grow into like the typical fangs. But to make her look nor more normal, she normally files them down. But today, because she is, um, it is Halloween, she is filing them down to a tip because her costume is a vampire. <laughs> and um, then she reaches into the second um, drawer and she pulls out a washcloth and she gets the, some water on it. And then she begins to remove the makeup that's on her face. If you were there with her, you would know why she has to put on so much makeup because what she looks like is her skin has a little bit of a translucency to it. It's almost a little bit, it's slightly transparent, more than more so than human skin. Um, and it's because of its transparency, you can see the veins in her face and neck and, and arms um, that are much more striking. So it creates this really, really creepy effect. And she looks at herself and she says, tonight, we become our most powerful selves. This is when our abilities are the most powerful. And uh, she smiles at herself and then she goes and she gets in her uh, Elvira costume and uh, then does her hair so that she looks like kind of the classic sexy vampire. Nice. So as you prepare to get into that costume, our camera's going to fade on Egan and Evelyn. Evelyn doesn't have a ton of money to use on buying a costume. So she is heading to one of the thrift stores in town to look for stuff that she can put together. Yeah, okay. So as you kind of walk into town um, and the the thrift store, um, you actually do, you, you hear behind you, Oh, um, Evelyn, Evelyn, hey, hey. And it's Nick. Oh, hi, how are hi. you? I, I, I just finally finished my final midterm. I'm sorry. Things were, th things were crazy, but oh, yeah, no, I I, I'm, How did I'm, I'm finally go? free. Uh, good. I think I only failed one, m m maybe, maybe half of one, but, oh, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's not as bad as you think. I'm sure you did much better than, than you think. You know, exams always make everybody nervous. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I, I just noticed that, that you were here. Are you, are you going to the, the box squad party, by the way? 
Oh, um, I, I don't, I was thinking about it. Um, you know, uh, some friends from class are going and they mentioned it. I was thinking of, of maybe going, were you thinking of going? I, 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 I wasn't until, until I saw you and I figured, hey, maybe, you know, maybe we could have, have a better date than, than a murder, right? Than a murder party, because that was weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, if, if you want to go, I, I would love that. Okay, um, did, did you have any ideas for a costume? I'm, I'm really not much of a creative person when it comes to Halloween. I, I kind of had one idea, but it, it's, it's kind of stupid. I don't know if you'd be interested in it. What? No, come on, tell me. Um, okay, well, um, one of my favorite books is Pride and Prejudice, and I was thinking of, you know, maybe dressing up like Lizzie Bennet when she goes to the ball and meets Mr. Darcy, you know, um, yeah, I was kind of thinking along those lines, but I mean, if you've got a better idea, we could, we could do that. He goes, I, I think that's great. Do you, uh, do you need a Mr. Darcy? <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. That, that would be great. Steph is so okay. happy right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He, like, holds out his arm till he's like, well, madam, shall we? And she puts her arm in his, let's go. And you spend the remainder of the afternoon shopping with Nick. And you both have a great time. Now, you know, because you are at the thrift store, you're not going to find the highest quality stuff. But what you end up finding is great. You end up finding an old corset. And Nick (laughs) finds, like, a dusty coat with some you know coattails on it and a top hat with a few holes in it but it's fine you know and you look at yourselves in the mirror and nick says well i say we make a rather dapper couple don't you think i i think so you you look great so do you thank you and our camera closes on you two standing in the mirror our camera opens back up on zach zach you are walking outside and you just hear, Hey, buddy, over here! You see that your group is sitting around a stone bench from across the quad. And you see Alexis is kind of tapping. And you see that Alexis stops tapping and is looking at someone in the distance and then gets distracted again as you're making your way towards. Um, and Zach, you can see that as you're heading towards your group, you can see um, Friedrich von Dinkelhoff. <laughs> Friedrich appears to Alexis and begins to uh, t- talk to her as you're approaching the group. Hey, yo, what's up, gang? Yo, Friedrich, hey, it's good to see you, man. How, how's it going? Oh, oh, good to talk, Zachary. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm excited to, to see the uh, the show tonight. I'm, I mean, like, you know, uh, Buddy Boy's got his whole uh, fiddler on the, the douche thing going on, but hey, we, we know what we're there for, right, buddy? Fidel around the douche. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> you're, you're so funny. I was just asking Alexis if she would want to go on the date to the party. Ooh, juicy. And what'd she say, buddy? She didn't say anything, but she shook her head. Yes. Right, Alexis? And Alexis just like shakes her head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my first date ever. Yay. Oh, wow. I'm so happy for you, man. That's that's really exciting. Danke. Hope it, uh, hope it, hope it all hands out exactly as your wildest dream would ever come true. Yeah. Danke! I am very excited, yes. Hey, listen, we gotta get ready for this costume party, so uh, best not to keep the lady waiting, you know? Oh, okay, well, uh, just remember that the party starts at 8 o'clock, and that you could win a good thing, you could win the sleepy sleep class. 
yeah, I'll, I'll pretend that I heard what you just said there and uh, give you a wink and a nod and scoot you on, scoot you on away. Oh, okay. So, yep, you're actively pushing me. Oh, yep. I, I'm just trying to. Okay, oh, I just. Oh, oh, Sorry, man. Band, band business. I can't have uh, can't have a, a rival uh, attendant uh, listening in on very very secret band business. All right, but, it's yeah. secret. Okay, exactly. Okay. We'll see you at uh, see you at eight o'clock though. I know Alexis is really uh, really looking forward to it. He blows you, uh, he blows Alexis a kiss and says, goodbye, my sweet schnitzel, and runs away, um, like kicking the air as he's just super happy that he went on a date. Like, what's up, man? Hey, man, how, how are my sweet schnitzels doing? <laughs> and Alexis just punches you in the arm. <laughs> oh, look at this, guys, I made a vampire. And you see that... Uh, Brian's made an origami that turns from a bat into a vampire with like a little move, like one of those like uh, um, dream catcher things. Look at it. I'm getting really, like, really good at this. I can tell. Wow, fuck. Um, anyway, so like there's this costume party and <laughs> and I think we should win it because like who doesn't love a good group costume, right? Uh, yeah. Travis goes, I love group costumes. Oh, so cute. What are we doing? Tell okay. us, boss. Here, here's my idea, man. We're the fucking Scooby Squad. Yes. <laughs> right? Right? We got yes! four of us. Uh, I think you'd make a great Shaggy there, man. Like, like fuck. okay. I, I don't know what gave that idea away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly leader of the band probably should be Fred so that leaves uh yeah Daphne obviously for for Alexis because what a beauty right and then uh well I mean there's one left uh so Brian you'd make a great Velma right <laughs> I, I can't even be Scooby you're just gonna make me Velma dude I've, I've got an idea for Scooby I, I mean like I've been planning this thing for weeks that's why I'm telling you guys today oh. we gotta go to the costume shop today Oh, okay. I mean, I, 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 I do have um, a, a orange turtleneck just happening in my closet. So, been looking for a cute. You know, I, I, I saw that orange turtleneck in your closet, and I thought, dude, you'd be like the best Velma ever. Like, you are the linchpin <laughs> that really brings this whole ensemble together, and I think you could really do it. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, if I was the linchpin, you might have maybe, you know, remember to invite me to band practice for the past three weeks, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, hey, man, dude, you, you've been working on your origami shit. I didn't want to, like, get in, get in the way of your creative process, you Oh, know? thanks, Zach. Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Now, on to real business. <laughs> uh, let's fucking do this shit. Yeah, party! And Alexis just looks at you and says, like, okay, Fred, let's go. <laughs> and does the smile and then just quickly goes back to our normal face and rolls her eyes and just gives you a wink like, yeah, fine, okay. Um, as as Zach kind of uh, goes to leave, he sort of takes inventory of, of where he's at. Yeah, yeah, so you can, you can swear that just as this conversation was happening, you saw someone with these like very intense red eyes um, and you can even see them, like, in the daylight, staring at Alexis and, 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 and then walking away, holding what looked to be, like, a, a little orange piece of paper in her hand. Zach's not, not going to take too much mind to it, but he's going to note that for later. Yeah, so you all hop in the Hive Mobile, and you drive into Oak Haven, and you shop at the best costume store in the area. It kind of pops up every season, and it's called Count Costuma. Uh, we're going to actually cut back to there for Silda stuff, but I'm going to say you get everything you need without incident. Perfect. He's got the whole ensemble and, like, one brown sock, if you know what I mean. 
<laughs> That's going to be Scooby. Oh my God. <laughs> and once Zack and the Hive have left, our camera's going to stay at Count Costuma in Oakhaven, and we're going to be with Silda. Silda, you're alone in the store. What do you do? Silda's looking across the aisles. Then she looks at one that kind of looks more like a chainmail bikini than anything. Yes. Uh, but it has of some very green and gold, <laughs> just flowy material. She realizes it's actually a snake. Oh, Medusa costume. Well, I could get behind this one. Out from the costumes, you see uh, someone who looks like they're probably like 17 dressed up like a vampire. And they go, oh, boo, uh, 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 can I get you any costumes, miss? I am Count Costuma. Ooh. <laughs> oh wow. Well, Count Costuma, <laughs> is this product 75% off, as I'm sure it must be? And I give him just this uh, beautiful stare and just kind of bat my eyelashes a little bit at him. Um, can you can you roll for turn someone on? That's a nine. I could give it to you for 75% off. Uh, 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 uh. If uh, we got a drink sometime. Ooh. How about 50 without the drink? I drink more than blood. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just drops the voice and looks all depressed and says, yeah, I mean, I guess no one wants to be Medusas anyway. They're really out of fashion, so whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ring you up in the front here. Come on. Thank you. And as you head out um, of the costume shop, you see that a, a limo uh, pulls up to the costume shop and a door opens and it's a chauffeur that you know really well and it's uh, Cobra the chauffeur it's <laughs> Cobra yeah Cobra Cobra the chauffeur has has showed up and uh, you know that Cobra uh, drives around the patriarch of your family your grandfather and Cobra Cobra steps out of the car and he says excuse me Miss Silda but uh your grandfather would like to have a few words. Mm. <laughs> oh, granddaddy, I am so happy to see you. How have you been? What you're looking at when you pop your head in is a man who easily looks like he's 150. He has almost no body fat on him. His neck is incredibly long, probably about twice the size of, of what you would consider like a normal neck with these very bright yellow piercing eyes that almost look like he's diseased, they're so yellow. And Cobra shuts the door behind you and as you enter the limo, you see uh, your grandfather leaning over his breathing mask and he pulls it off to speak to you and he says, Silda, my sweet granddaughter, please come in. Oh, of course, granddaddy. So, Silda. I've come here because I'm sure you know that your cousin is getting married. Oh, absolutely. I am so happy for this chance appearance. I was just going to send a wonderful letter to you and to her as we are so excited for this union. Yes, well, we all know your cousin and how stupid and useless she really is. <laughs> well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like, like pinches your cheeks and like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's got to breathe into his mask again um and you can see that his skin is starting to kind of like parts of his skin almost look like they're peeling off his body 
And he looks back at you and says, Silda, I wanted it to be you who gets married first. I must give the cottage away to the first one generation per marriage. You know the laws of the family. You promised me that you were coming here to get married, Silda. Of course, and that is, of course, still the plan. It is All Hallows' Eve, and you have not found one. Cobra has been looking after you for the past few weeks, though you probably haven't seen him, and he tells me that you received a party invitation. I expect that is why you went costume shopping. I've been studying oh so terribly hard for those midterms, and you will be quite impressed to see the grade that I have received. Your grades don't matter, child! <laughs> you know you are here to find a suitable mate. We need you focused on the family, not on some pedestrian human job. Of course not, of course not. What am I thinking? Legacy, Silda. Legacy. Now be a good girl and find your mate at this party, or don't come back. You know I will be victorious as always. He waves his hand and the door opens back up. Go. Enjoy your party. We will not be far away. And the door shuts as you hear your grandpa begin to cough again and it, it drives away. What do you do? I'll head back to campus just to get my jewelry and things because Silda has way more accessories than what this costume has. This is just the chainmail bikini. So after picking up those, she'll kind of look for a private place where she can get ready for the party without really being seen. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you have a lot of old family heirlooms that go back like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, of course, that you could deck with this costume. So as you go to prepare, our camera opens back up on Iris and Kane. So... Are we making these from scratch, Iris? Or, or do well, you think, like... I think we should just ask Jeeves for help. He always helps us. <laughs> yes. Man of many talent. Okay, because I was yeah. thinking, like, we should we have most of the things we need. It's just kind of... For Kane, he just kind of needs to make his his back piece, we'll, we'll call it. And I kind of yeah. wanted to do, like, a paper mache thing. Um, sure. So maybe maybe we go to Jeeves and ask him for some arts materials so we can uh, throw some stuff together. Yeah, Iris needs a few other things too that she wants to add in for for hers as well. So yeah, we'll we'll go ask Jeeves first. So we we go to Jeeves, Eric. Okay. Yeah. So you head over to the treetops, of course, and as is his usual thing, you see Jeeves is uh, kind of going over uh, sorting sorting the mail, putting it in everyone's boxes, and he turns and goes. Ah, Master Kane and Madam Iris, how may I help you? Well, we need some supplies for the Halloween party for our costumes. Hmm. Ah, yes, yes, I am actually preparing my own costume as well. He pulls out his uniform that looks exactly the same, but it has some cobwebs on it, and he goes, an undead butler. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna kill it, Jeeves, you're gonna, you're gonna... You're going to do great. It looks fantastic. Thank you, sir. I did spend several hours making sure the cobwebs were mm, just right. Wow. Well, it seems like we came to the right person for costume help then. It is my favorite holiday, you know. When I, when I came to North America, I just loved the idea of putting on costumes and scaring people. I can't wait to have a costume. Okay, um, Kane, 
what do you need for yours? And she kind of gives a wicked smile, knowing uh, what it is. I, I look Iris up and down and I say, I think we have most of what we need. I just need like paper mache materials so I can make some wings. So I could have some paper mache brought up to you. Perfect. And uh, some paint and glitter. We're going to need a lot of glitter. Oh, what kind so of glitter, much. sir? Rainbow. The... Oh, okay. Rainbow glitter. All right. I, I will send 10 pounds of rainbow glitter upstairs for you. What do you, what do you need, Iris? Um, well, and she kind of looks Kane up and down. She goes, I think I have mostly everything, but I want to do some flair. Um, do you have red contacts? Um, and I saw in a magazine you can do something where you temporarily dye your hair another color. Do you have red hair coloring? Very well. We'll have that all sent up in... Oh, it's probably already up there. So. <laughs> I love Wait. this place so much. Oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure Jeeves is a wizard. <laughs> Just a diligent servant, madam. <laughs> You're the man, Jeeves. And I kind of slap his shoulder. If they were going to say slap his ass, I don't know why. He bows really low and like zombie walks away like, oh, <laughs> I love him. I love brains, his brains. <laughs> and I assume we just kind of like spend the next couple hours putting our makeup and costumes together. Um, yeah, I do. I do ask Kane one thing, though. It's mm -hmm. okay. As we're getting ready, Iris is like reminded of um, like since her costume's somewhat like it's not really scary, but to her it's kind of creepy. She turns to Kane and she says, "Kane, hey, I realized I never asked you this. Um, why are you a film major if you haven't really watched any movies? Did you not watch movies <laughs> growing up?" <laughs> uh, no, actually, um, didn't really watch too many movies. What what happened was. Basically, when I, when I made that deal with uh, the, the, the demon, um, I didn't get to choose my major. Kind of just made it happen and uh, put me huh. in film. So here I am. Interesting. I realized I never really asked you that. And, you know, being someone I really love, I just feel like I should ask more about your past. So I'm trying oh, to do I, more of that. I love that. That's that's the best as Kane kind of turns around. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't choose. It was chosen for me. Hmm. Okay. All right. So I picked some flowers and I'm going to start putting in them, them in your hair now. Okay. All right. Just uh, go easy on the hairspray to keep it up. Okay. I promise. And she doesn't. So Kate, <laughs> as you're finalizing your costume, you sneak off into the bathroom to kind of get a last look at your costume and you look in the mirror and yeah, sure enough, you are in total fairy garb. You got the beautiful wings behind you and the glitter on your face and, and you're, you're really a spitting <laughs> image of Iris when you look back. As you're looking in your mirror, can you hear, that costume is really nice on you. Jeez. No. And your bestie is sitting on the toilet <laughs> with his like legs dangling off the toilet. And he goes, hi, Kane. It's been a while. I could say that. Where the hell have you been? Oh, here and there. I've been really busy. <laughs> with Mo Picton, no doubt. And he doesn't even answer that. He just says, listen, Kane. I came back because I need a favor from you, and you can't really say no, can you? <sighs> no, I can't. What do you need? He's going to pull two strings on you. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. <gasps> wow. Okay. So he pulls two strings on you for you to do what he wants, and he says, So I hear that you're going to a party. This party, to be exact. And he shows you the poster, and you can see Johan holding his fiddle. And he goes, Here's their little pickle, Kane. I need you to either kill or stop the box squad from playing, okay? What? Why? What's so important about that? They suck anyway. This is the problem. And he points to the fiddle. 
and he says, You cannot allow this Johann von Douchebag to play that fiddle, Kane. <laughs> Do you know why? Of course you don't know why, you puny mortal. Oh, you're so cute not knowing anything. Kane, if that fiddle is played on All Hallows' Eve, it has a certain, shall we say, hellish magical ability to bring forth monsters from nothing and summon demons from all sorts of awful, awful places, Kane. And if the fiddle is played after midnight on All Hallows' Eve, its summoning becomes permanent. And Kane, that means things will be on our plane. <laughs> you know, you would think so, but I like being the only demon here. It keeps things interesting. And big things are happening on this campus, Kane, and I want a front row seat to it all. And I don't share well with others. If they play this fiddle, if they use its magic on All Hallows' Eve, it's not just any sort of second-rate demon they're going to be summoning. It's Sam Hain himself. Sam Hain? <laughs> Goes by many names, but you might want to call him the father of Halloween. Okay. Um, he's like the Pied Piper to all things evil. And he's been locked up for a very, very long time. And I don't want him back because if he comes back, well, Kane, I have a problem. And he stands up and he kind of walks up to you and he says, and if I have a problem, so do you. <laughs> Kane uncomfortably shifts in Iris's overalls and just says, all right, fine. I'll, I'll make sure they don't play. <laughs> he cannot be allowed. And if he is, if you let him, I'm going to call in our deal early, Kane. Oh. I will not suffer a loss. I will not suffer rivals. I will have this campus to myself. And when it comes time, I will claim my reward. At the mention of closing the deal early, Kane goes white and he, he doesn't really say anything. He just nods. Do we understand each other? I understand. It won't happen. I'll be around, but just in case you fail, you understand I can't help out too, too much because I'm not going to put myself at risk for Sam Hain. We have somewhat of a history. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not going to happen. If it does, and I call our thing in early, just for the inconvenience, I'm going to turn your girlfriend into a lamp. And I don't mean just turn her into a lamp. I think her skin would be lovely around a lamp, don't you think? Ooh. Those tattoos? Ooh, casting a shadow? It would be so nice. Kane, he can't say anything. He knows he's, like, <laughs> he has to do it. And, yeah, he just, he's trying to be, show a brave face, but he can't really speak because he is genuinely scared. I can't share this campus, Kane. You won't. Okay, and he runs and he gives you a big hug, and you see that he spins around after giving you a hug, and he's holding one of those little jack-o'-lantern candy holders, and he looks at you with his big smile kind of up to his ears, and he says, I'm going trick-or-treating. This is going to be so much fun. Bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Iris knocks on the bathroom door. Kane, are you, are you done? Did you put on all the glitter? And Oh, that's funny that you said that. Literally, as... He, like, very quickly wants to hide the paleness of his face. He grabs a handful of glitter and just whips it into his face as hard as he can. Goes, oh. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> she slowly opens the door. She's dressed in, like, um, 
uh, kind of like Sandy from Greece, how it's all like black leather, but yeah. she has Kane's jacket over top and her hair is all red and her face is white and it has like black contouring and her eyes are all like smoky and she's wearing like the contacts. So her eyes are red. Hmm. And she's got Kane's aviators on top of her head. Oh, and big nice. black devil horns. <laughs> As Kane uh, finally calms himself from his coughing fit, he looks and he's like, damn, you, I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How do you and look? As he points to himself. <laughs> you look amazing too. And she like looks him up and down. She's like, those wings look really good on you. I'm just saying, if you ever wanted to sell yourself to a fairy instead, maybe we could get you a deal to get you some wings. <laughs> you know what? If that's a possibility, I will take it. Well, I'm really excited for my first Halloween. <laughs> yeah, uh, should should be uh, should should be. Uh, and he, he can't really find the words. He said, "We we have a problem." <laughs> Her eyes just go big. <laughs> And like Kane with his stupid like fully glittered face, just is like, <laughs> he's like, um, I let's sit down. I need to tell you something. And then I'm not gonna go through it all, but I'll just say like he reiterates everything the demon said and how we can't let him play the fiddle, otherwise really really bad things will happen. Does he mention that they'll like he'll uh, cash in on his deal early and kill Iris? Oh fuck no. Uh, no. Okay. So that's <laughs> thanks for mentioning that. Uh, that's the one thing he leaves out. He's like, otherwise, just yeah, bad th bad things, bad bad things. So uh, uh, okay. Hamsain will rise and Samhain. I mean, um, Samhain. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I don't even know who that is. Um. Well, yeah. He's he's kind of what your friend said. He's kind of the one who started. Well, how, how is Eve? Great. Yeah, you know him in the Fey realm, even. Like, he, 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 he oh, has God. enough connection to monsters and things oh. like that that you know him, yeah. That's really bad, Kane. My my aunt has told me really terrible things about him, and he's very powerful. We, we're going to have to get that fiddle. Should we and tell I don't the know others? If you, I was just going to say, um, I mean, I don't know, Kane. Do you want to tell them? And then she looks at her costumes, their costumes and goes, oh, are we going to have to explain why we dress like this to them? I would hope they would get it. But they don't... Most of them don't know I'm a fairy, and I don't think any of them know that you have a demon in your head. Oh. Okay, looks up. He kind of taps his chin. He's like, fuck, you're right, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I guess we just say, fuck, I, we just, I don't know, thought it'd be cool. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> works i'll Wait, just no, say i'm sure i'm sure they'll be more focused on sam hain being resurrected and uh and uh helping out with that zach will be excited another way to take down yovan whatever his name is mm -hmm. okay um, well let's um let's go steal a fiddle <laughs> uh, let's go to a party Yay. let's go to a party <laughs> uh. so night rolls around and you all begin to gather around the music school, which you can tell is already very decked out in Halloween garb. The mm -hmm. first one to arrive is Dr. Egan. And Dr. Egan, as you kind of look <laughs> around, you hear a thud from the back of a tree, and you see uh, someone dressed up as Batman in front of you, yeah. miles at you, and he says, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> is he like full Michael Keaton Batman? Outfit? Oh, totally. Full, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, does he have like, um, uh, like, you know, the batarang, and is he all decked out with equipment too? It's cardboard, but he's got it. 
oh, you look lovely. And she kind of like straightens his, his bad ears and <laughs> stuff on him. And uh, like, oh, I like this chest plate. Mm. You, you, you look incredible. Thank you, yes. Your your fangs look amazing. Wow, that oh, count, count costume is really selling good stuff this year. Mm, yes, well, I love Halloween. It's just a time when I can, I don't know, let my hair down and be myself. <laughs> I see that you went as the vampire again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Are you expecting anyone else? Should we wait? Um, yes, actually. Um, I haven't quite told you this, but um, I'm sort of, uh, mm, how shall I say... A leader of a, uh, a student group. Uh, oh, like a club. Yes, yes, exactly, like a club. And uh, we all thought that we would come together as a group and, and go and celebrate uh, Halloween at this party. Oh, uh, so, what, yeah, what? I mean, hey, as long as I'm not interrupting, I'd, I'd love oh, to no, be, be a part of that. Oh, no, of not. I might need you later on. So, um, you know, I I thought I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to come with me and... Um, and I'm sure they would love to meet you as well. And he draws up his cape and kind of mischievously smiles at you and says, Only if they can find me. And goes and hides behind another tree again. <laughs> and Egan, as you look down to see the people coming towards you, the kind of long pathway that leads up to the music school mm-hmm. lined with jack-o'-lantern lamps, you can see that Evelyn is approaching. And she has kind of got arms linked with a young man that you don't know. And they seem to be dressed like they're from the 19th century. Well, hello. Don't you two look dapper tonight? Uh, Uh, Thank you, Dr. Egan. Yes. Um, And I'm sorry, I I, I don't recognize what you're dressed as. Can you tell me? Oh, um, uh, Lizzie Bennet and Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. It's it's one of my favorite books. Uh, This is Nick, by the way. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm Nick. Hi. Uh. But you can call me Mr. Darcy to that. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> From my side of the pond. <laughs> so you, you look quite smashing. She kind of adjusted, adjusts his, the lapels on his coat. You see uh, Zach pulls up with Zach's crew, and each one of them is dressed up as a Scooby-Doo character. <laughs> Yo, guys, what's up? Oh, Zach. Yeah. This looks great. Dr. Very Egan, cool. wow. Oh. <laughs> that's that's a really realistic costume you've got on there. Gives her a wink. <laughs> and she kind of winks back. She's kind of <laughs> she's gotten over her uh, her little uh, you know she she realizes that they're gonna know so she kind of winks back. <laughs> Yo, Evelyn, you're dressed up like fancy people. Nice. Oh, thank you. You guys have some great costumes. Oh, uh, Zach, this is Nick, by the way. Oh, Nick. Yo, dude, uh, Evelyn's told me a lot about you. He kind of, like, gives him, like, an elbow to the chest. Oh, oh, really? That's, that's, that's great. Yeah, um, only nice things. Yeah, totally. Okay, that was, that was a weird thing to stipulate, but okay. And then at that moment, Kane and Iris finally show up. Hey! And uh, I look over at, at Iris, and then I look over at Kane, and back at Iris, and I kind of give like a little giggle, like because <laughs> she knows her, her secret. <laughs> Doesn't Kane look adorable? Mmm, excellent costume choice. <laughs> Kane looks like a like a drug trip I had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could have said. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a big ball of sparkly wonderfulness. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a big ball of sparkly wonderfulness, uh, can, can we have like a team meeting? 
as if as if on cue, you hear Friedrich Dinkelhoff go, "Oh, excuse me, Alexis!" And he <laughs> runs, and you see that. Um, <laughs> um, What's he dressed yeah. like? He's dressed like Peter Chris from. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. fuck off! <laughs> You see that he's got, like, massive platform shoes on, that he's almost the height of Alexis at this point. Um, and he's like, Alexis! And uh, he goes, hello, Alexis, thank you so much for coming and bringing your friends. Uh, I would like to escort you inside and give you a good front row seat to hear some music, a spooky serenade, yes? And Alexis looks back and goes, uh, like, Fred, should uh, we be splitting up? <laughs> uh, um, well, you know, I think it'd be a great idea to split up, but, uh... But first, like, we, we, we have band business. Like, we, you know, the, the costumes just don't work unless we're all together, right? Why don't, uh, Frederick, why don't you escort, uh, m'lady, uh, to, uh, to her seat and save us a couple seats extra, you know? Can you do that for me, buddy? Travis goes, well, I mean, you guys are trying to have a group meeting, so what if I just smoke some weed over here and I'll catch you later? I got, I got to get in character. <laughs> um, Iris, Iris looks to, uh, Egan and Evelyn's dates and says, would you like your lovers to be escorted in? Oh, oh, um... <laughs> oh, 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 dear. Uh, actually, I, I should probably introduce my um, date to everyone. This is Dr. Renner. He, he works with me. He's a colleague in uh, the department. Hi. Uh, a colleague. You can call me Batman tonight. <laughs> yes, he's Batman tonight. You can always call him uh, Dr. Batman. Uh, oh, I like that. Dr. Batman. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. That's neat. Yes, Hi, everyone. And, uh, and, and and Nick goes, hello, everyone. My name is Nick. And uh, uh, I'm not very good at that. Um, I'm 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 just here with uh, with 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 Evelyn, and we're we're Pride and Prejudice. Characters. You are the famous Nick. Oh, my God. I was just going to say that came your Nick. <gasps> This is oh, so wow. exciting. Wow, Evelyn, you're really... I, Sorry, did, I, Nick. I, 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 <laughs> I've kind of talked about you a bit. We heard all about the painting room, and she gives Evelyn a wink. Evelyn <laughs> just turns beet red. And Friedrich goes, I would be more than happy to show all your lovers to the seats. Yay. And she's kind of mortified at the word lover. Um, <laughs> and she says, Jeremy, do be a idiot and get us a seat. And he goes, sure thing, lover. Oh. He draws up his cape with outstretched arms and runs away, pretending to fly like Batman. <laughs> Elizabeth is just so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evelyn just turns to Nick and says, Hey, sorry about all them. Um, I'll be joining you in a couple minutes. Would you mind going inside and saying Kiss her goodbye. Of course, my dear. And he kind of like looks at Iris and goes like, <laughs> and he just grabs your hand and he gives you a kiss on the hand. And he says, I will see you inside. And he turns around and walks away. Hmm. Evelyn just has a big grin on her face when she turns around to them. And you hear Friedrich be like, so if you all want to do sexy, sexy time, I will show you where the good drums are. There's still a lot of empty space in the music room. And they kind of all, they, he brings all your lovers and uh, band members to show them the seats inside. Leaving the group by themselves. You called a meeting. What, what about? Yes. So speaking of love in the air tonight, we cannot allow Jovan, Yo Yo Jovan, to play Jovan. that golden fiddle tonight. Wait. They, why can't why? he play it? What's going on? Yes. What, what information do you know? They, how much do you guys know about where I get my powers from? Real quick. Um. Pretty Not much nothing. Ah. Whoops. My bad. Well. Uh, time to open up. <laughs> uh, 
Basically, I have a bestie who is a demonic presence who gives me my powers. So, basically, uh, today he contacted me and said that this other bigger demon who's the, basically like the dad of Halloween or Sam Sam Hain, does that ring a bell? Anyway. Sam Hain? He, uh, yeah. And you know, it's pronounced Sowen, dude. She looks over to Oh, uh, well... Um, basically, if that fiddle gets played, he's going to get resurrected and he's going to reign unholy hell on this campus and maybe the world. I don't know. But, uh, oh. so we can, uh, uh. Evelyn just turns, like, pitch white. That's metal as fuck. We can't let Johan summon the fucking Halloween devil. That's fucking bullshit. If anyone gets to summon some crazy ass fucking demon on Halloween, it should be the fucking hive, right? No, 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 no. Nobody is <laughs> no, no, no. demons. Zero guys, demons. guys, you don't understand. Um, Kane's bestie is really serious, and we really have to make sure this doesn't happen. Okay, this mm. definitely seems like a serious situation, so yes. whatever you need us to do, Kane, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, if it fucks with the box squad, it, it, it brings joy to my heart, so what do you need, bud? Just don't let him play that fiddle uh, at all costs. I have no idea what the plan is, but uh, just that's that's the well, goal. Then we should probably have a plan. What, 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 what do you suggest? I think what we have to do is distract the band, grab the fiddle, and just get it as far away from this party as possible. Well, actually, I have uh, a new ability that I developed for my midterms. Um, I should probably share this with you. I can shapeshift. I can I can shift into the form of somebody who is wearing, uh, if I wear their clothing. That's fantastic. Damn. Yes. How how much how much time, Eric, before they go on stage? Yeah. So um, it says that they'll be playing from like nine to midnight, and it's it's closer to midnight that he'll be pulling out the the fiddle. If we need some more distractions with some of the other band members, the thing that I worked on during my um, midterm training was creating some illusions of different things. Oh. Um, I, I can't really make, you know, a duplicate violin, but there might be some other options. As you say that, Silda, <laughs> you are dressed up as a Medusa and you are walking towards the party. And you hear a group of people talking, and what you hear is something about duplicating a violin or something. They seem very conspiratorial, kind of mm -hmm. off in the corner. Uh, anything you want to do with that? Silda's going to keep it in her back pocket, but she's here to have fun. She's not going to get uh, too worried about anyone else's problems. She has enough of her own. Yeah, so as you kind of pass that group talking about some random fiddle without much of a thought, you walk into the domed marble building of the music building of course and you know there is a party happening in here there's lots of people cool costumes it's all exciting and to your right you see that there is a the, the german boy that you saw much earlier in the day who's dressed up as a member of kiss is talking daphne from scooby-doo's ear off and he's just going on and on you see her kind of you know quietly sitting there but daphne who you now know to be alexis from what her friends called her her eyes kind of drift towards you catch you and give you a bit of a wink as if she's egging you to come over. What do you do? I'm going to steal a drink off of someone else's table, in fact two drinks, and bring one up to her. So Alexis, I was doing this and uh, talking to her uh, and, and Friedrich is just talking her ear off as you approach. Hey, don't we have a social theology of families together? Didn't you help me cheat last time on the guy next with me? <laughs> she looks and she goes, you know, I actually think so. Um, Friedrich, dear. Yes! I think you have to go prepare for 
for your your list. Well, no, Johan says we're all okay, and she gives him a kiss on the cheek and says, "I think you should go because I really don't want you to mess up." Oh, yes, yes, no, you're right, Alexis. Okay, goodbye. And he runs off and uh, he tries to run with his platform shoes, but he like stumbles and twists his ankle along the way. He's like, "Oh, ow!" And he just kind of keeps keeps running over. And Alexis looks at you and says, "Thanks for that." No problem. I can usually tell when uh, someone's a little uncomfortable. My name's Alexis. You can call me Daphne. <laughs> My name is Silda, although I'm pretty sure you knew that since I swapped a few answers back to you as well. You would have seen my name on the paper. Yeah, I know who you are. Do you want to maybe just go for a walk and explore the building? I have a mystery and she pulls out like a magnifying glass. Yeah, I'd love to. Actually, I'd love to learn more about where you learned how to drum. I mean, I couldn't really concentrate in that class because your rhythm is amazing. Why don't we go find a drumming room? I can help you with your rhythm. I would love that. And as you walk away with Alexis, Silda, from the back, from the corner of your eye, you see on the second floor uh, of this like wraparound marble landing, you see looking down at you in a suit, not even wearing a costume, is Cobra. And he's just watching you and he turns away and he like leaves through a door, clocked that you've been talking to this girl. On that, we cut back to our group. Just try everything, guys, and Kane and I will be there waiting to grab the real fiddle. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we're all pretty seasoned at uh, parties with a lot of death and, like, scary things happening. It should go fine. So as you enter into the music building, you see a lot like Silda that there is a party happening. You have so many people dressed up in these elaborate costumes and there's hors d'oeuvres and it's super fancy. There's a lot of people wearing box squad t-shirts. Uh, they're really excited to be there. And as soon as you walk in, the lights seem to dim and you hear a voice on the loudspeaker say, And now, ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Johan Von Boss and the Box Squad as they begin to serenade you on this spooky evening. And the crowd just loses their shit when they walk on the stage. And you see all four of them in their elaborate kiss garb. (laughs) And Johan, of course, is dressed up as Gene Simmons. How far away is the, the stage? The stage is probably about 40 feet away right now. Is there a ton of people, Eric, like in front of the stage? Yeah, there are, there are. And is he holding the fiddle? No, you see the fiddle is actually on a stand behind them, like as if they're saving it for the end. And Johan uh, cues the rest of his team, and you see like Friedrich kind of nervously looking around as if he's looking for Alexis and he can't see her, and he just kind of jumps back in the music, and they start playing as the crowd cheers as they begin the spooky serenade of the evening. Silda and Alexis make their way back into the main uh, room with with like you know two two drinks apiece and 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 uh, Alexis looks and she just rolls her eyes and says oh god I hate these douchebags and they just keep keep playing and she looks up and she says hey is there some douchebag with glasses looking at us up there and you see that she's actually found Cobra up in the balcony staring down at you both oh you know he's probably just some creepy guy who thought it would be a good idea to wear sunglasses and check out chicks at a party. Don't worry about him. Yeah, here, let me put in a favor. I will send a page (laughs) to one of my uh, family's ex-butlers, actually, who I still kind of kept in contact with, and it's going to, uh, when they eventually get the message, I'm hoping to tell them that Cobra's on my case, 
Help me. So as soon as you send that message, as our group kind of fades um, across the party to get work done, our, our camera actually pans out of the party and zooms over to the treetops. And shining shoes, we see Jeeves in his costume going like, <laughs> this is Halloween. And he's kind of singing to himself. And his pager goes off. And he looks at the pager. <gasps> and what? he looks out and says, well, I guess this Halloween got a lot more interesting. <gasps> oh my god. Undergrad, A Monster Heart's Tale, will return after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. Coming in early January 2021, the Fantasy Fantasia podcast presents its very first secret episode collaboration with Skipping Stones Theatre. A three-episode arc set in the Learn to Be a Leader day camp where your favorite undergrad heroes guide the students of Lovecraft High through a day of adventure, hilarity, drama, mischief, and danger. Episode 1 will be released for free. That's right, free. Episode 2 and 3 can be yours for only $3. For more details, follow our social media pages at the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast or visit our website, talltaletheater.com. Hope to see you there for Fantasy Fantasia's very first secret episode collaboration. And now, back to Undergrad, a Monster Hearts tale. Our camera opens with our society members entering also come up with a name people for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) never so our camera opens up on our society members entering the halloween party and like i said you see the box squad has set themselves up on the stage and is already beginning to entertain the audience ever since you came in and they took their bows as everyone cheered them and they began to play and johan of course is in the front conducting and what we see with uh, the box squad, they're all at their respective instruments and they're playing these beautiful concertos with these haunting themes, just kind of making this room fill with this beautiful, eerie music as people, you know, some of them are listening, some of them are listening and talking, or d'oeuvres are going around. It's really bumping here. As the music kind of begins to pick up and you see Johan is, is just really getting into the conducting and Johan turns his back for a moment and... Zach, you just see his cold eyes just lock with you for a moment. Oh, Zach gives him, like, a stoic look for a second and then just puckers his lips and kisses the air. (laughs) You you swear that in in a second he turns from his, like, usual kind of 
oily, paley skin to just purple and looks back at the group and he's conducting with the same masterfulness, but it's just more staccato than it was a second ago. It's just a little more edgy. <laughs> Zach loves that he can get under this little asshole's skin. <laughs> hey guys, guys, I think we should make this kind of a game because I know Kane's demon said this is really, you know, something bad's going to happen and I'm sure it will, but um, maybe we should all just try to seduce Johan and get him out of the room, then um, Dr. Egan can come in and, and, and do her weird thing where she makes herself look like someone that she just learned. And then um, she, she goes on stage instead, and we tie up Johan, and we take the fiddle, and we leave. As if out of nowhere, as if out of nowhere, Batman pops up in the <laughs> middle of the group. <laughs> Fuck, Jeremy. You scared me. <laughs> he looks back at you, Elizabeth, and he hands you a drink, and he says, this isn't the drink that you deserve, but the drink that you need. Thank Even though that so movie much. wouldn't come out until three yeah. decades later. Um, but he looks at you, then just goes, I'm Batman, and d chugs his drink and, like, opens his cape like wings and flies through a lot of couples, and he, like, makes a ruckus and disappears back into the crowd. Elizabeth, you should go dance with your lover. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, not lover. Not what? lover. No, just just colleague. Colleague, just, just friends. I think there's more than that. Don't you think, Kane? They have, like, chemistry. Is that what it's called? Anyway, we have something biology. to... Oh, okay. Fiddle. We have to focus on the fiddle. And on that, you hear the whole room break out in applause. <gasps> as the box squad all get up and take the, the bow after their first cycle. And you see that the... Uh, Egan, of course, you know him as the head of the music department goes, well, thank you so much to Johan and the Box Squad. They are incredible. My most gifted students I've ever had the pleasure of teaching and they will one day, I know, go out and make Oakhurst a household name for music, right? And everyone starts to, to, He's to such clap. such a sucker. <laughs> and he goes, next will be their second cycle. Johan goes, hold on, shot. And grabs the microphone and like shoes him out of the way. And he goes, Because some of you have decided to appear to my concert uninvited. <laughs> and you swear his eyes flash to you again, Zach. We have no choice but to begin our headline performance. Oh, fuck. Now. Oh, fuck. Excuse me. Iris puts up her hand. Oh, no. <laughs> the whole room stops and everyone looks at All right, we just got to trust this is going to work. Oh, fuck. Oh, Iris. She, whis she whispers to, to Kane, I have no idea what I'm doing. Hi, I'm Iris. Um, you know, can I talk to you for a second? It's really important. I'm a huge fan. Huge oh, you're fan. Gonna, you're going to have to roll manipulated NPC for me. <laughs> and she tosses her hair as she does that and like unzips her like shirt a little bit. Eight. Okay, so on a 7 to 9, the MC will tell you what it will take for the NPC to do oh. what you want to do it, and they will. So he looks at you and he says... She flashes her best smile. Who are you, Fräulein? Oh, well, if you want to find out, you have to come here and talk to me, silly. <laughs> the whole music room part laughs with him, and then again he keeps, Silence! And he silences them, and they all... Shoo, wow, the way you <laughs> command a room is really impressive. Yes, I know. That is because I speak in a language that is both beautiful and sounds like I'm yelling at someone. Oh my mm. god. I totally agree. Mm. Fräulein, why did you come up here? Oh, me? Wow. And she just like skips up. Hi, I'm Iris. And she's like waving hi to people. Oh, cool costume. Woo! There she goes. I cheered with applause. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, so Johan, who is dressed like Gene Simmons, of course, because they're all dressed yeah. up like Kiss members. So he's on these big old platforms and he grabs your hand and just like sweeping bow kisses the top of your hand mm -hmm. and says, Johan von Bus, I am a pretty big deal, you know. She leans in and whispers in his ear. And as she does, she kind of like just drags her hand down his arm and goes, oh, I know. And then winks at him. He looks at you and says, isn't she incredible, Fox? And the whole room cheers for you. And he says, I think that this little Edelweiss here. I'm scared. I feel like going to go should, wrong. Should perform with us in our next song. Mm -hmm. And then he looks at you and he says, if you help me perform with this next song, then yes, maybe I'll give you some time. Oh, um, wow. That's such an honor. And she's like looking back at the group like, what the fuck? Um, I guess we should be like group huddling right now and be like, all right, what's the plan? But we're just not. We're just watching. How would you? <laughs> what would you like to see me do, sexy? She says to him. He says, I would like you to give us a interpretive dance performance of our next song. And he picks up the fiddle and he Fuck. looks back at his group and he says, he goes. Oh, she she grabs his arm, and she goes. I will definitely do that, but I think you have some some interpretive dance moves that could uh, maybe mesh well with mine. And she goes to the audience and says, what do you think, guys? Would you like to see him dance with me? Yes, For every yes. minute that he dances with me, I'll take off an item of clothing. <laughs> That's our signature move. I turn to the group. <laughs> Never fails. Someone from the crowd yells, Two pieces! And they go, two pieces! Two pieces! <laughs> so you gotta take off two pieces of clothing oh for every minute. I'm so happy I have so many things on right now. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking you're dressed as me. <laughs> she goes, she looks at Johan and says, well? Johan just, like, looks at you. And she gives him a you wicked can tell smile. he is fucking pissed that <gasps> you ruined his his moment because like now the crowd's on your side, but he has to go with it. But he's not happy that you interrupted his set. Can she notice? And, Does she notice that? Oh yeah, he's not hiding it. Like you're 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 close enough to him that he's just glaring at you. She goes she goes up to him and just whispers in his ear and says, "I know this was, wasn't what you had planned." But knowing how remarkable of a man you are, I bet you'll do amazing. Probably way better than me. I think I'm just a little nervous and I really need someone to like, show me how it's done. He locks eyes with you and he whispers back in your ear. Just so you know, Fräulein, hmm. I know exactly what you're trying to do. What? And let me tell you, I find tubas more attractive than you. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. oh my God. Why does that not surprise me? He flashes back to um, another member of the box squad and he goes, oh, fine, just do something. And they just kind of start playing music for you to, to strip to. Some dancing too. It's dancing with stripping involved. So as that happens, our camera's going to cut back to Silda. So Silda and Alexis. You're at the end of the hallway and you see that the percussion room is locked and dark. And Alexis, she says, hey, do you have like a like, like a student card or something I, I can use to open this? I'm kind of pretty good with locks. And then Silda fishes through her bra and she does find the card nonetheless. Okay, so Alexis takes a look at your card and goes, wow, this is a, this is a good look for you puts the card in the slot, moves it a bit, and you hear a snap when the lock opens up. She hands you back your student card and cracks the door open, and of course you're looking in the percussion room. 
and uh, she turns on the lights and you see drums everywhere and she goes so what kind of uh rhythm were you hoping to learn well you to your previous comment you seem like you can help rep me out a little bit and hmm give me a little bit of a tour i want to see what i'm picking first this is the crowning achievement and you see it's like a 30 fucking piece kit like it's crazy large that is like a 360 kit um, that you basically oh. sit in a spinning stool and you just spin around Neil doing crazy shit. Yeah, exactly, right? And she <laughs> goes, this is the crown jewel of it all. Here, why don't you, uh, why don't you take a seat? Well, I'm not one to usually start with the basics. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and she hands you two of the sticks and kind of, like, lingers on your hand as she passes you them. And she stands behind you. So this looks like, uh, like our version of the, uh, the ghost <laughs> poster. And she kind of grabs your hands from behind and is guiding your hands in a rhythm. Silda's going to wrap her hands around Alexis's waist, slowly kind of checking to make sure that she's comfortable with it. I, I think she almost sees you like break away and give you like a, is this cool look? And she goes, yes. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yes. Yay for consenting. <laughs> And Alexis leans into you just a little bit. Zelda's going to lean right back. And you two plant kissy kisses <laughs> on each other's faces. The technical Yay! term, kissy kisses. Yeah. <laughs> From a distance, you can hear, um, oh, let's give the Bonk Squad a big round of applause. And then you can swear that really quietly. You hear like, excuse me. Someone yelling and interrupting the talk as you continue to kiss. I want you to give me a cold roll. This is going to be another Showtime roll. It's a four. Oh. <laughs> oh my oh god, man. So, Silda, as you're kind of slowly kissing Alexis, your eyes flutter open for a moment and you just see a shadow pass on the other side of the door and get out of your, your frame of view. So you got the sense that someone was watching you, but you don't know who. And on that, our camera pans back to <laughs> this dancing fucking fiasco that's happening. Oh my god, you guys better okay. help me out. I, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, group huddle time. Group yeah, what huddle time. We do? Okay. <laughs> Look, I have an idea. Um, stay here. You guys figure out what you want to do here. I have some. I have a plan. And, what? Um, That's your what? I, I, no, I. I have a plan. I'm going to go. I'm, gonna, I'm going to join them on stage, but I have to get something first. And then she runs towards the percussion room. Evelyn just turns to Zach and Kane and says, "What do we do now?" Okay. Okay. Wait. I think I've got an idea too, you guys. Uh, okay. Zach's gonna look. Are you gonna leave us? Damn it! You know my idea. Okay. Fuck. Plan B. Um, okay. Uh, I could do another Battle of the Band sort of thing. I mean, look at look at how he's, like, shaking in his teeth every time he looks at me. Like, come on. I'm like, yeah. That's not a bad idea. I mean, you're, you're his biggest adversary at this point, and he's got something to prove. I'm afraid if you do a Battle of the Bands, though, he's going to want to bring Shit. out the fiddle. That's the only Probably issue, right. yeah. Okay. Mm. At that moment, you hear the crowd start to cheer. Iris, what two clothing pieces are you taking off? Probably her shoes. She's probably, like, unzip both of her, like, leather high-heeled boots that she's wearing. <laughs> yeah, so you off. hear the crowd cheer as Iris throws off her two shoes, and Johan is looking increasingly more angry that his set is getting ruined. Iris is enjoying herself, by the way. Like, she's actually like, wow, this is fun. <laughs> I'm dancing. 
Um, Kane, Kane, and everyone who's still there, uh, you can actually see that Johan is giving his group the like hurry up sign. We've got to get moving. What should we do? Shit. Eric, um, I, I, yes. the reason I'm going to the percussion room is I'm looking for a cowbell. Okay. I'm gonna join I him on stage. It. I'm gonna oh, play cowbell. Okay. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know what? I'll see what the gang's up to, and uh, we'll see if we can run distraction. Because I think he's gonna suspect that I'm gonna run some shit, and I'm not. Like, let him do his thing. But him thinking that means he's probably gonna have a lot of eyes on me. You know? Yeah. So in a way, that's a distraction if you're away from the thing that we're exactly. doing. Okay. Yeah, I dig it. Okay. Whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll see if I can get the band together because I think that'll really, like, uh, fuck with them. And... and the crowd erupts in cheer again. Iris, what two pieces are you taking off? <laughs> Already? Holy shit. Um... It's been at, a minute. At this point, Zach's going to kind of, like, start peeking up, like, every couple of seconds. <laughs> she she uh, takes off Kane's leather jacket and folds it gently on the stage and the aviators. <laughs> I think you're right, Kane, and he's going to want to go right for the fiddle, and we need to stop it before it happens. Okay, cool. Let, let, let's go backstage and see if we can get in a good position. Okay. Uh, Zach's going to uh, try some some streaming uh, and just kind of get a get a read on where the band is and kind of what they're up to. Uh, yeah, so they're... they're um, it's, uh, it's difficult to read on Alexis. Um, she, she, it's, it's almost as if she's actively shutting her mind off to you. Um, you, you get a sense that that's happening. And, uh, with... (laughs) Traitor! Yeah, with... (laughs) Zach's gonna, like, be a little bit confused, uh, that his power isn't working. Kind of, like, knock his head a couple times. Yeah, it, it still seems staticky on Alexis's, but you pick up right away that Travis and Brian are together and they are literally at the hors d'oeuvres, like, station, just, like, <laughs> stuffing their faces. Zach's gonna kind of, like, turn back to the group and then go back to the hors d'oeuvre station. Like, hey, how's it, how's it going, man? I figured I would play the shaggy part. <laughs> hey, dude, can I have one? Oh, nice. Um, have you guys seen Alexis? She's kind of, like, not... Um, no, but this wig is incredibly itchy. You you just see Brian itching his Velma wig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do something about it, dude. Get some, like, baby powder or some shit. I don't care. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, well, these these pigs in a blanket are delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, these are really good, yeah. So you guys haven't seen her? No, man. Last time I saw her, I think she was talking to some girl from her class. Oh, yeah, the long-haired hottie. Uh, I don't know. I was kind of distracted by the food. <laughs> Wait, are you guys saying that, like, Alexis and some hot chick are together? And I'm not there to see it? What the fuck is that, guys? Logic would say that's exactly what we're saying, I think. <laughs> okay, okay, listen. I, I need you guys to just um, stand kind of front and center. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sort of, like, mosey in on uh, on the Bone Squad's business. All right, where do you want us, man? Just like, I just want you to be everywhere that he's looking, you know? Just like right up in the front row. Oh, that's good. Uh, you hear the crowd cheer. Iris, two more pieces of clothing, please. I literally have nothing. If I take off what I have, I'm going to be naked. So that's, I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> so this is going to kind of happen in, in real time. I'm like unzipping the top of 
my shirt, yeah. Yeah, the crowd is like, two more pieces! And they're kind of all cheering, and Johan stops dancing, he just looks at you, he goes, well, Fräulein? And at that moment, you see Brian and Travis both run to kind of distract her as best as they can. And just like, hey, Johan, your music sucks! And he's like, god damn it, you son of a bitch! And uh, <laughs> he, he's just like, like yelling at your friends who are distracting. Evelyn and Kane, you make it behind the stage. Okay, Evelyn, you got any magic that can maybe help us out here? Or? Yeah, I, I can make some illusions that could make a distraction. What about... Can you make it look like the fiddle's gone? Ooh, yes! That would send him running, and then we could just swipe it after he leaves. Yes, I can make him think that it's gone. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. Okay, yes. So, Evelyn's gonna close her eyes and start chanting. And Evelyn is going to try to cast one of her hexes and use illusion to make Johan and everyone else in the room think that the fiddle is gone just completely gone. Uh, okay. So, give me a roll for that. Okay. I believe in you, Evelyn. Oh my god, yes! That's double sixes! That's a 14! Oh, wow, a fucking okay. course. Steph steals all the good rolls every session. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck yeah. So, yeah, Steph, you you see that, that fiddle there, and you kind of, like, focus in on it, and I assume you just want it to kind of disappear? Yeah, she's just closing her eyes and chanting. She's just trying to channel everything that her grandmother taught her into this spell just to make sure that it works. Okay, cool. So as that happened, Iris, you are kind of undoing your blouse for the last two pieces of clothing. And Johan is just loving this. You can tell he's thrilled at you getting embarrassed trying to ruin his set. And all of a sudden, his eyes just drift from you, Iris, onto the front podium. And you see that the fiddle is missing and he just is she, like, overcome gasps. with rage and quietly whispers what the fuck <laughs> who did this and his voice like echoes through and he goes who stole this fiddle Evelyn is just going to look at Kane and give him a look like go get the fiddle as soon as you can uh, Zach's fingers are covered in like um in a blankets and he's just like oh dude where'd your where'd your violin go man what happened <laughs> he, he he literally like waves a whole like group away and the whole room parts around you zach and he grabs his microphone and he goes you stupid american schnitzel you think you can stop me I know you are coming! I came prepared! And he, like, opens up his, his like, part of his kind of Gene Simmons leather, and you see what's sitting attached to his side. No. <gasps> is no. the real fiddle. No! Decoy and fiddle. he pulls out the fiddle, and he looks at his group, and he says, A five, six, seven, eight! No! And it's, and they begin... Um, can Zach storm the stage and take the fake fiddle? So here's what happens, Zach. As soon as you go charging at, at towards him, his his fingers hit that fiddle and they smack the first note. Um, everyone who's magically sensitive, so literally everyone in the group, you see a orange ripple eject out from the fiddle and move like a ring in all directions. 
And one by one, every single person in this room begins to turn and change <laughs> and wither into their Halloween costumes. Oh my god! And as those horrific oh, transformations are happening all across the room, our camera fades away. <laughs> Welcome to Halloween. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.